Oh, hello. Buddy, did you go see It 2 this week? I did. Well, you might as well call me Pennywise because I eat the pussy after I come in it. That's what clowns do. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah? It was bad. You didn't even get that. It's kids. You see? He eats kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I get it. Well, this week we're doing the Moonlight Murders out of Texarkana, also known as the Phantom Killer, and uh, it inspired the movie The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Yep. There's actually two movies. Yeah. There's a newer one. That's not too bad. No, nah, it doesn't really follow the storyline. No, no. It's more like a haunted, the, the fucking uh, You haunted my, my, my pussy's back for vengeance. The ghost of somebody, but you know, it's just some fucking stupid fucking frat boy. All right, well, we'll stick to the storyline this week on Death Metal. <laughs> Texarkana Moonlight Murders was a term coined by the media after eight violent attacks happened in a 10-week period shook the small town of Texarkana, Arkansas, and Texas right down to its goddamn core. Once spring had ended, five were dead. The killer was never caught. There was a lot of evidence pointing to a local man named Yule Swinney. Never got charged with the crime. Still out there. Oh, he's got to be dead by now. Maybe. I'll tell you this. When I was a kid, my great-grandma lived in Falk, Arkansas. We've talked about this before, but uh, like 30, 45 minutes away from Texarkana, but that was the biggest city. So when we would go to visit her, my grandparents would always be like, oh, we're going to Texarkana to visit your great-grandma. And I'd be like, fuck. We got there. I mean, she, she died when she was 98, so, you know, she was in her 90s the entire time I knew her. Shit. She told me about, she's like, there is a man called the Phantom Killer. He put a sack over his head and went to murdering young people. Got did a bunch of them and got away with them all. No one ever caught him. I think he lives right up the street here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you said real good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, then she she had like sleep apnea. Yeah. She was like real skinny and she would just be uh, like up going crazy all night and shit too. <laughs> like vacuuming and shit. Dude, that house was so terrifying. Oh, yeah. And they would make me sleep by myself. Yeah. It was so scary, dude. I used to have like a recurring nightmare. The same nightmare. Do you think I your grandparents got away with fucking in the house because of the sleep apnea and the vacuum? No, but let me tell you this. When I was uh, growing up, I always think that there was like someone in the house because they were fucking. Yeah. They made me move to the basement. Oh, yeah. Because wow. I could hear like stuff creaking or like, it, you know, it took me until I was an adult to be like, oh, they were fucking the whole damn time. Yeah. Just trying to get one off because I would be so scared because you would just hear like. Man, my grandparents were always go, we're having an important conversation. Because he couldn't get in the door, and then like, one day I was snooping around, found some condoms and fucking Viagra. Condoms? Yeah. What I do don't you know. Con- <laughs> my dad had something. Well, when, when we moved, my grandparents, like, was that, like, four or five years ago? Yeah. Where we saw that huge bottle of Astroglide beside their bed? Yeah. <laughs> They're probably still getting after it, which is crazy, because my grandma's dementia is so bad. Like, the only person... You know, the worst part about my grandma's dementia is that, like, uh, my wife just she had to quit her job to take care of her yeah <laughs> but like who, who knows why but for whatever reason the only person that she ever recognizes is my wife huh. like she thinks that's who she is like her 
child. <laughs> it's probably like, the yeah. only person that caused any trouble in her life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, no, I'm the one that brought her here. Whatever. I don't fucking yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That crazy gotcha. It gets you, man. It just sinks right in. She's just been like trying to get out of the house in the middle of the night now. Yeah. That's oh, what she shit. does. She just like gets up and tries to. But my grandpa said one day he woke up. It was like 5 a.m. He went outside and she was like walking off like up over the hill. Have you been to their new house? Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's like a huge hill. And uh, it just goes back off in the woods. And she was like walking up towards the woods. Start putting up some baby gates. Yeah. I mean. This is nothing to droll on about, but yeah, I'm going to put those like, like the deadbolt locks we have in our house. <clears throat> they don't have a deadbolt. It's just got the key. Yeah. So you just have to get that shit. Oh, fuck. Take the key out of it so she can't get out. Man, that sucks. I just wonder what's like going through her brain when she's like, I'm going to the woods. You know what she's thinking. She always thinks she's got like her, her mom has never been alive since I've been alive. She died like 40 years ago. Yeah. And she's always like... Well, my mom told me yesterday, which is terrifying. It's like, are you really having like, what's going on up there? <laughs> well, you know, there's been plenty of times we done thought about going off in the woods and not coming back. Yeah. Well, if you go out to the woods and you take drugs, you're always like, oh, I'll just disconnect from everything else. Yeah. This is the only thing that makes me happy. Yeah. The next morning, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is dumb. I hate the fuck out. Bugs are biting my dick. Yeah, Gatorade tastes good. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. You'll love a cold Gatorade when you're coming off of one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so the first attack in this series of murders happened Friday, February 22nd, 1946. Jimmy Hollis, age 25, and his girlfriend, Mary Jean Larry, who was 19 years old, Parked on a secluded road known as Lover's Lane, of course, after a movie. They were making out, listening to probably, you know, like Richie Valens or some shit. Like, Earth Angel, there's no such thing as consent at this time in America. You can say no, but you're mine. Yeah, that's what it was a doo-wop shit. A doo-wop shit was popping. Yeah, well, I think it was just all rape-related. You know what I mean? I guess. No, you didn't take no for an answer back then. No. You, that's the thing. People think the Fonz was all, like, chivalrous and shit. No. Nah. Yeah. The, the, the Fonz was just taking the pussy. He was taking it. Hey. That's why he's always Fonz having to were, wash his bike. Yeah, exactly. Fonz, Fonz were moving too fast, too. <laughs> just punches their pussy <laughs> to get it to work right. I'm not wet, Fonz. I don't want to do this. Pow. Hey. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fonz, I don't want to make sandwiches for the rest of my life. Dunk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same sound the mayonnaise jar has. <laughs> Slap a hand over it. Dunk. Yeah. He would, dude, he just would punch anything and he would get to working again. Fuck yeah. Women. <laughs> That's why they went and got jobs. Yeah. No, they're not allowed to have jobs then, dude. Not yeah. around the Fonz. You get, oh. like, your job is to take care of the house and raise the kids. The Fonz put in there. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. I'll tell you one thing Fonz doesn't do is pull out. Nope. Not unless it's for uh, another woman. Wait, bust. He's getting ready to bust, but he just puts it in another one because he don't right. want to have kids sure. with that one. Yeah. There's multiple pussies around. Yeah. He wants to come and the, the different. Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe one's just going to make a better mom than the dirty one. Yeah. You know. 
Hey, the muff felt better. What could I say? Yeah. Oh, Fonzie. <laughs> you got what we call mother qualities. This one, uh, she's a dirty pig. <laughs> <laughs> Pigged up. Yeah, so they're making out, listening to, you know, what the fuck ever you listen to in the 40s. A man wearing a white cloth mask. Looked like a pillowcase with eye holes cut out. Popped up right at the driver's side window, shined a bright flashlight into the window. A good police tactic. Hollis thought he was being pranked, of course. Like, who are you fucking doing, man? It's not me, it's Hollis. I'm trying to get my dick sucked. The man responded, I don't want to kill you, fellow. So you're going to do what I say. Jimmy and Mary saw the gun, realized it wasn't a prank, ordered to leave the car, ordered Jimmy Hollis to, and I quote, but boy, you better take off your goddamn britches. Hell yeah. Jimmy, I see you got them britches on. First thing you're going to do is remove them goddamn things. Once his britches were on the ground, the mystery man smacked Hollis twice in the face with his pistol. Mary Larry. <laughs> I just realized what a dumb fucking name. Yeah. They're going to rhyme your kids' names together. You know your last name's Larry, right? Mm-hmm. You know it. Yeah. You, you read it. You spelled it. It was given to you. And your daughter comes into the world and you go, hey, well, you know. Wouldn't it be cute if it rhymed? Everyone would love Mary Larry. Like, yeah, especially this fucking guy putting a pillowcase over his head. Oh, Mary Larry. You think it's funny? She told investigators she thought that he had been shot because the impact from the pistol was so loud because his skull skull got fucking fractured when she smacked it. A skull fracturing nightmare, if you will. But what if... uh Like, if telling him to pull his britches off, it was because he just didn't know he was covered in fire ants. He's like, I don't want to kill you. You got spicy boys all over. <laughs> you got to get them. You better take I, them goddamn bridges off. Because you know, you know, down in Arkansas, well, that's a kind of a common occurrence. You get some fire ants on you when you're a kid. Your parents yeah. be like, take your bridges off, boy. And, and every then, time you bring out spicy boys, there may be people that are listening now that didn't listen before. But one time, same time that we were moving my grandparents, mm-hmm. dumbass uncle, who I ended up last year karate chopping in the throat. Tight. You remember that? Yeah, but tight. Yeah. Uh, he was getting their couch. They were going to give him a couch. So we helped them move up to Missouri. The couch was back home, and we hated my uncle. He was a shithead the entire time. Oh, yeah, he brought a pizza back because we were all staying at the new house that they moved in. I mean, you smashed his pizza, just ate the whole damn pizza, dude. Yep. <laughs> and he was all like, well. Oh, we I was going to lid like. You've been got by the spicy boys. <laughs> and he had no clue. Because he was like trying to bring it back to his wife and she was like, the spicy boys have been had. <laughs> he was like, I guess I don't, I'm to guess I'm not going to take that. Yeah. And then, uh, and we just got hammered in front of the house that came in. There was pizza there. That rocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we went back. We rushed back so we could get back there before my uncle and my grandparents. Yeah. Took the couch, put my dementia laden grandmother had left ice cream out on the counter yeah took the ice cream put the melted ice cream in all the cushions yeah dug up a hill of fire ants <laughs> used a shovel to throw the fire ants into the couch zipped it back up loaded it up for him to take it in his truck <laughs> so when he got back and he knew he had to load the couch he was like well thank y'all for loading it up for me we were like no problem man 
So we had to take that couch home, probably put it up, but then got spiced. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that whole thing was like, I was like we should do that. We do it. And we fucking pour it in. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck, man. They're going to be able to tell it's got stains on it. I was like, man, this is an old couch. They all got stains <laughs> it on was it. An old, dude. It was like fresh ice cream wets on the fucking thing, dude. But that motherfucker didn't. Know any better because he was like, yeah, it was. Oh, they knew. I just didn't want to say anything in front of my grandparents because he'd throw a bitch fit. But like, when I karate chopped him, he was trying to get the. He was trying to steal my grandpa's leaf blower. Oh shit! So he like drove all the way up here. He lives in Texarkana, pretty much. Like drove all the way up because he had he like had been taking shit like that slowly. Yeah, he'd be like, "Can I borrow it and then just keep it?" It. So he came over, and we were already there. So he tried to like park in the street and walk up the driveway and get it. And I was like, man, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, oh, he said I could get the leaf blower. I was like, no, he didn't. You're not taking shit. And he like started to say like, oh, so I just karate chopped him in the fucking throat. And he dropped Hell right yeah. to the ground. And I was like, this could keep going or you can get the fuck out of here. and take anything again. Maybe karate does work. It does. Yeah. The thing about karate is if you actually know how to fight yeah. and the other person doesn't, you can do whatever you want to to them anyway. Oh, absolutely. Including karate. That's the only way karate, if you know how to like grapple. Yeah. You can karate a regular person. The worst goes to worst, you just choke them. I think I've done it over a thousand times. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. I just remember, I remember him like calling i think maybe he called your grandpa or some shit and he was like the damnedest thing happened well me and all the kids got on the couch and yeah we got ate up a fire ants yeah well, yeah he was like you need to check your i think he told my grandpa like you need to check that house because it's there's a fire ant infestation there or something because <laughs> that couch was covered in ants yeah we turned that fucking couch into a spice <laughs> rack <laughs> that gets spice oh yeah peppered <laughs> damn dude well uh yeah so back to it. His skull fractured when he got smacked with the pistol. That's what she thought the gunshot was, which just imagine the sound of that shit. Pow! Mary removed Jimmy's wallet, offering the money to the assailant because she, he, she figured, of course, like it's a small town. Nothing like this is just a fun murders ever happened. So she offered him the money, assuming it's a robbery. And then as soon as she put the money out, he smacked her in her face with the bottom of the pistol. The Phantom told Mary to start running. She only made it a short distance before he caught up to her, ordered her to stop running, and asked her, why did you run? And Mary tried to some reason be like, you, you told me to run. He called her a liar and smacked her again with the pistol. She fell to the ground, and then he raped her with the barrel of the gun. Hmm. For the 1940s, that is a brutal fucking crime. That sounds almost like multiple personality disorder. Right. Like, he didn't remember. He told her, like, one of his personalities told her to... Told her to run, to get away from the other personality. Huh. Yeah. But the good guy was like, hey, get out of here. The bad guy was like, shut up, you fruit. Yeah. Imagine if you had multiple personalities and one of them was gay. I'd get a lot of pussy. <laughs> Why do you say that? Man, lots of gay guys get pussy, dude. No. Yeah, huh? Nah. Man. I hear if you're in the gay community, you can just leave your name out of it. But if you're gay and you fucked a woman before and you do and you fuck a bunch of them, you get drunk one night, you you may fuck a friend. Right? Tell me if you've done that. That's that's a real thing. That happens. That does happen. Yeah, but you said a lot. Yeah. Well, 
one side of me would get the regular side of pussy. The other side of me would get dude ass and pussy. That would rock, dude. Being gay would rock. And if you think about it, if you call dude butt boy pussy, it's, it's pussy too. My butt sucks your fucking dick in. You ever put a suppository up your ass and just sucked it up? Yeah. Yeah, as soon as it sucks your dick. I mean, I've had plenty of anal sex, so I, I don't know if that's... Yeah, I don't know if it feels any different or not as far as uh, uh, suction. I don't. I wouldn't call it a suck. Yeah. I, I just think I like it because it uh, makes you feel like you're going against Christ. Yeah, you know God doesn't want you to be back there. That's the, yeah. the entire allure of it. Yeah, I'm trying to... You know to, it's bad. And it I'm, makes Jesus sad. I'm trying to back up the sewer, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call it the damn pipes. Yeah. Call the water department. <laughs> Woo, boy. We got a mess bubbling up. Yeah. It's a plumber summer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. After the assault, the phantom disappeared into the night, which allowed Mary to run about a fucking mile to the first house she could find. And that's where she woke up the occupants and they all called the police together. She left to fucking Jimmy, which is like, you know, I guess if you're in panic mode, you're like, God damn it. Jimmy's dead. I got to go. Oh, hell. I mean, you don't give a shit about Jimmy. Yeah. Well, he regained consciousness and laid in the road and flagged down a passerby passerby didn't pick him up they just went down the road to contact the police so he just laid on the side of the road and tried to crawl around and find mary mary ended up being hospitalized for minor head wounds and the pistol fucking jimmy was hospitalized for several days to recover from multiple skull fractures both of them survived the first attack that he went through Uh, they both would state that the assailant was over six feet tall Disagreed on the ethnicity of the man, which is a, a lot of the reason that they had a hard time solving this case because it was the 1940s in the South. Yeah. Texarkana is like, you know, you're in a scared state. The guys were in a pillowcase. What do you know to really go off of? Jimmy said the guy was white. Mary said the guy was black. Yeah. Law enforcement was skeptical. And they thought they knew the attacker was trying to cover for him. They, they thought that uh, Jimmy knew the attacker, I should say, and was trying to cover for him, which is such like a weird fucking theory because he yeah. got the absolute worst end of it. Yeah, yeah. So in the in law enforcement's mind, of course the guy was black, but then for some reason Jimmy, who knew him, was trying to keep the guy from getting in trouble. Yeah, I, you know, in the South, and especially Arkansas, you know, I, I know for a fact uh, in the area that my mom lived, uh, all the way up to the early 2000s, there were people getting hanged. Like, secretly. Secret, yes, man. Like, like off, secret hanging? Well, like, without, people wouldn't put it in the newspaper or anything, but it was like Calico Rock area. There would be a bridge. Somebody hung some, some black people that had moved in the area. There is no black people in that area. Calico Rock, Mountain Home, all that stuff. I mean, KKK has a huge following. There's the, one of the biggest parades. It used to be. I don't know if it still is a thing or not. The KKK parade. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine how much that parade sucks? I can yeah. just walk through, like, no throwing candy. Yeah. Whack. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was like the late 90s, <laughs> but, uh, you know, now it's probably not a thing because there's so much awareness about. Well, the internet. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So. I'm all clogged. Hold on. Yeah. 
That blowjob was good. Man, um, you shot it in my throat. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I should have creamed you up. Spiced me too much. Wet your whistle. <laughs> yeah, it's but, all congealed. So, so you know that even still in the South, there's still you know clearly that that whole idea of racism is still a real thing. I mean, it's generational. People are taught that here, um, but the violence has gone down way more. You know, you see it more on the news because of like. You know, people protesting and then some violence happens or whatever. But I mean, like, it's yeah. it's not like it used to be. It used to be pretty bad. I mean, yeah, since I lived here, I mean, obviously I'm insulated because I'm fucking white and I don't ever go out into the world. But, uh, you know, it doesn't seem any more than any other place. Yeah. Like, I've never, I haven't really run, in, <clears throat> run into anyone that's just been openly racist not yeah not recently uh, when i worked at the gay bar man there was plenty of like redneck dudes that try to come in and start some shit and you just wouldn't let them in with the gay dudes well yeah. they just want to get fucked well they would come in and just be like oh there's a bunch of queers around here and like well, one of them sucks me yeah man it's a gay bar like what are you doing here like are you gay like man like, i don't have to tell you shit you just gotta go but there's like there, there's still there used to be some of that, you know. So now it's it's people are afraid, you know, to be openly racist or bigots, you know. And well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's fine. <laughs> that's the way it should be. Yeah, I mean, they, there is that thing in like our town where they do like the Civil War statue. It's yeah. like those rebel flag guys, and those guys are definitely racist. Yeah, but they're like too cowardly to just openly be racist. It's yeah. like my problem with them. I mean, not my own. Uh, uh, the problem is that they're racist, but it's like, yeah, if you're going to be that person and your entire life is going to be built around like the rebel flag, the connection with the South and God or whatever dumb fucking shit you've come up with yeah. to like skirt around your racism, quit being a fucking coward yeah. and be openly racist. Well, the thing with that Why is, hide it? is that area where that flag was at was where they they hung a black man and tried to blame uh a rape on a black man that the judge's daughter she got raped and was murdered and they blamed it on a black guy. That's the night that the lights went off in hot springs. But those guys, the highwaymen is what you're talking about. Yeah. Those dudes, uh, now they're uh, trying to, uh, since, since that guy's held that sign up about panhandlers, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago where I was having an issue with that. They showed up and started harassing panhandlers and, and trying to, it's but it's like people, it's like white dudes on welfare though. I have their arrest records. They're all meth heads. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just like a bunch of unemployed white, yeah, loser fucking methods. They you, gotta, but just yeah. because you're unemployed, you're not a loser. Yeah, it's just. But these these guys are. They're well, they, like, oh, dude, they're pieces of shit, man. They got an old lady to give them eight thousand dollars to buy a van. They used a thousand of it to buy a beater, and then they all split the money. Yeah, so it's on. it's crazy shit. It's a joke. They figured out a way to get like boomer likes on Facebook. Yeah, and you know the. The main driver of Facebook is like people over fifty. Yeah, that's who uses fucking Facebook the most. Just gotta unplug from that dumbass website anyway. Because of thinking about the way that these rednecks interact with social media, so yeah, I mean there there is racism in the South. It's just by absolute fucking morons. I mean you have to be pretty fucking stupid to be like racist anyway. Yeah, to you know if your brain is actually like you know what we're superior, but meanwhile. You're like hoping to get an under the table drywall job so you can collect welfare and also get some extra drywall money to keep the lights on in your fucking shit trailer. Yeah. And you yeah. think that you're like the superior fucking race. It's it doesn't crazy. take very much smarts to do that. But yeah, that's what we're dealing with in the South. Nobody 
it's not like systematic, prominent people. And don't let that keep you from coming here. The South is a, a really great place. No, that's what I'm, I mean. Yeah, th- th- that's a very small margin of people. Wait, the most delicious food I, th- I feel like in America it comes from here. You know, it comes from the South. Yeah, the fried people food, are, barbecue for the most part pretty welcoming you know when you go to chicago and you open the door for somebody i've had a lady when we used to do tournaments i opened a door for a woman and she thought i was gonna fucking rob her you know you should have yeah should have well the progression like any other spree killer serial killer people that commit murder they gotta try to get their feet wet first to me i'm getting the feeling that the first one went bad i mean i think he wanted to kill them yeah i don't know if he lacked the courage or he simply thought that because he like instantly kind of disabled them that they died yeah yeah i guess you don't really know i mean we see that a lot of times with serial killers when they go to their first murder you have no idea how hard it is to actually kill a human yeah i don't necessarily mean mentally i mean physically yeah humans are fucking durable and you might think that you smacked a guy twice with a gun and it was so loud it sounded like a a gun went off and he hit the ground and now he's having labored breathing knocked unconscious it may you probably think he's dead yeah you knocked a woman out she's playing dead you probably think she's dead you don't know and then you see in the paper like fuck i gotta try hard and that's really what it is it's hunting you know so it's with with most serial killers they would definitely see it as that you know just like deer season comes around and everybody thinks they're deer hunters these people are human hunters right um but there's there's a there's definitely some weird. I, I'm still kind of curious to see. I mean, I don't. I'm not super familiar with all the story. I've seen the movie uh, several times. I mean, it's just lore if you're an Arkansan. But I'm, I'm curious to see if the change of heart happens, where it's like the the multiple personality disorder thing pops out. Well, let's find out. 8 a.m. Sunday, March 24th. Richard Griffin, 29 years old, and Polly Moore. Age 17. Now, right away, I can tell you, a 29-year-old with a 17-year-old, he deserves to die. Yes. He, he should get it. The 17-year-old is not necessarily doing anything wrong. She's probably being manipulated by some weird old fuck. Look, I know it's the 40s. Yeah. But when you're like 30 in the 1940s, you're basically 50. Yeah. Some weird shit. It's not good. Uh, they were found dead inside of Richard Griffin's 1941 Oldsmobile. The car was parked on a different lovers lane this one was rich road they were thought to be asleep at first but griffin was found between the front seat on his knees with his head resting on his crossed hands and his pockets turned inside out moore was found face down in the back seat griffin had been shot twice they had both been shot execution style which he had been shot twice but i mean each one of them had been shot on their knees back of the head that's what execution style is both were fully clothed. A blood-soaked patch of dirt near the car suggested to authorities that they were shot outside of the car and then put back inside to set the scene a certain way. And remember, this is before serial killers. Yeah. It's before people knew that someone would like do a simultaneous amount of murders, so they, they would have no idea why that happened. Congeal blood covered the running board of the car it flowed through the bottom and all the way out the door one 32 caliber shell casing was found speculated to be shot from a colt pistol that was wrapped in some sort of cloth because they found the fibers from the cloth inside the body in response to the murders police launched a citywide investigation 
where Arkansas and Texas offers collaborated as well as the Department of Public Safety, two local sheriff's departments, and the FBI, which modern day, the FBI wouldn't get involved in a murder like that. Maybe here because it's across state lines. I'm not 100% sure. They had interviewed 50 to 60 witnesses, including patrons of the bar that was next to the crime scene. By March 30th, which was a week after the crime, police ended up offering a $500 reward for information and received over a hundred false leads. And I mean, in that time, and uh, I have asked my grandparents a little bit about living around Texarkana in that time frame. I mean, it was super fucking poor. I mean, dude, we're just like 15 years after the great depression. Yeah. They, I mean, this was an area of America that, you know, only recently bounced back from that. Like they, like where my grand, like, like I said, my grandma lived in Falcon. That's where my grandpa grew up at. And uh, the closest house to them was two miles away. And they lived on a farm. And they were dirt fucking poor. Yeah. And that was the majority of the people in the area. Now, Texarkana had been a city since, you know, the 1910s, the border city. Uh, and it was pretty big compared to, like, now it's okay size. But when everything was more spread out, it was kind of considered a lot bigger than it is now. Yeah. It was a more major hub. And... uh even still, it was just a dirty, small, poor country town. So if anyone could have got five hundred, it would have been life changing. Yeah, I mean five hundred dollars in the nineteen forties is like fifteen thousand today. Yeah. So the second killing he went for, and it, so we progressed. It was all been couples so far. The first couple he probably thought he killed by smacking him with the pistol. The second couple he made sure murdered them, and then reposed them inside of a car. Which another thing that shows to me about being isolated out in the country, kind of close to a bar even, is that it's such a sleepy town, you can murder somebody, reposition their bodies in a public area, and get away with it, no problem. That's like, you know, town's kind of shut down at night in the South. Yeah. Even now, so especially in the 1940s. Evening of Saturday, April 13th, Betty Jo Booker, who is 15 years old, she was playing her saxophone with her band outside. They were called the Rhymeries. They were playing at a VFW club at West 4th and Oak Street in Texarkana around 1.30 a.m. Her friend Paul Martin, age 16, arrived to pick her up from the performance. That was the last time the, two, the couple was ever seen alive. Martin's body was found around 6.30 that morning, lying on his left side on the edge of North Park Road. Blood was found further down on the side of the road by a fence, which, of course, would suggest that some of the crime had been done down the street. He had been shot four times, one through the nose, one through the left fourth rib from, the, from behind, which is probably where he snuck up on him, one through the right hand, the defensive wound, and finally through the back of the neck, execution style. Booker's body was found almost six hours later, two miles away from Martin's body behind the tree, like he tried to hide it. Martin's body was found lying on its back, fully clothed, with the right hand in her jacket pocket. Booker had been shot twice, once through the chest and once in the face. The murder weapon was found to be the same thirty-two Colt pistol. Hmm. 
Martin's 1946 Ford Coupe was found about three miles away from Betty's body and a mile and a half away from his body. It was parked outside Spring Lake Park with keys in the ignition. Police remarked that they had put up quite a struggle as they had many defensive wounds and damaged hands. Like I was saying, he put his hand in front of the, the bullet wound, in yeah. front of the shot. Uh, now they, the reward fund went from $500 to $1,700 to try to gain information leading to the murderer. Rumors started circulating, claiming that a local minister had turned his own son in as a suspect in the murders. That's how much the money meant to people. Yeah. On April 18th, police captain Gonzalez, which it sounds like Gonzalez, but it's not. <laughs> it's the white version. It's G-O-N-Z-U-A-L-L-A-S. Because there's no way. Nope. There's no way there would be a Sheriff Gonzalez. He issued a statement that the murder murderer had not been caught and that everyone needed to be quiet with the rumors. There was no preacher involved. There was no murderer caught. And they need to keep investigating the crimes. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that was the murderer. You know, the religious uh, side of the South can be a little crazy sometimes, especially when it comes down to sex and yeah. all those other things. And you see these kids going out and smooching on the bluff or whatever the fuck on fucking Rose Ridge or fucking <laughs> whatever the fuck they call it. And then you're getting pissed because you're not getting smooched. And then you got some yeah, kind of how weird... come no one's kissing my dick? Yeah, how come how come what's a, a blowjob is what? And you're 19, you're finding out what a blowjob is, and then you're like, oh, you mean somebody puts their mouth around my pee hole? <laughs> how come nobody's doing that to me? I like that. That's where I pee. I mean, you know. So this particular murder, she was playing saxophone with her band. Yeah. Now there was a lot of lore around this one and a lot of this is convoluted like i was saying before because of race relations and then gossip yeah and small town shit because over and over again everyone in the town comes up with a theory comes up with the murderer it gets spread around that's what made the facts so hard to get down to the bottom of it and convict the person who most likely did it so the saxophone playing with the brass band at the vfw in the first movie, the, the Phantom Killer, and this is what <laughs> inspired those the series, The Strangers, too. Yeah, putting the burlap sack over your head and terrorizing people. He, the murderer, the Phantom Killer in the movie, takes a slide trombone, yep. ties a knife to it, and kills her by yep. playing the trombone. And my great grandma told me that that happened. Yeah, right. And then also too, since in the horror movies, uh, when you look at uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Uh, they had to change the mask on Jason because he's wearing a potato sack with the eyes cut out on it. And they said it resembled too much to be the town that dreads sundown and they were going to get sued for it. So they had to do the hockey mask. Whoa. So that's There's a fucking gnat on my microphone. Hell yeah. Didn't catch it. Yep. He flew smooth off. <laughs> that's He'd be in this whiskey glass. <laughs> Shook me up though. Just bam, right that's there in my shoot, face. Man. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and it's just funny how lore travels. And I, I'm completely like, I don't even think that that was a movie doctor up. Like, that was legend. Yeah. People were like, oh, she played an instrument. Look how she died. She was covered in wounds. What if it really was a black dude? He's just pissed at how she played a brass instrument. Come on, buddy. But I'll run with it. <laughs> no, just say, I mean, that time period, you know. 
Is you is, oh, is you ain't my baby. <laughs> Crap, man. You play that trombone bad, so I'm gonna rape you. <laughs> oh, man. Come on by, I'm a swell guy. You may say no, but I take what I like. <laughs> man, what a fuck with a knife was like a knife that was attached to a trombone, and that was uh, what it was about. Fucked with a knife. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> Dude, we should do Cannibal Corp songs in the style of Louis Armstrong. Hell yeah. <laughs> I could play a brass. Surge as I scourge. <laughs> I, I can't read music, though. You can't play a brass. Hell yeah, I can. No, you can't. I know the toots and tones. Why do you always do this? You What did my grandpa do before he was a cop? What does that have to do with you doing it? I had to blow up on a fucking <laughs> tuba. You can't blow a horn, You taught me how to blow a tuba. You can't blow a horn, man. I could blow a horn. You can't blow no horn. If the horn's a dick. <laughs> yeah, all right. There man, we go. Man, I know what dude's like, yeah. but i never done it. I would. If I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep digging. That must be a stout drink, man. You're already souped up. Man, I put about eight shops in there. That was a, a generous pour, I will say. Yeah, this is a, actually, man, I think I'm down to where the whiskey was poured. Yeah. Well, you mixed it up. You know. <laughs> man. The the cup's purple. My mind is, too. So May 3rd was going to be the last of the killing spree. A little bit before 9 p.m., Virgil Starks, 37 years old. He was a framer and a welder sitting in his ranch house on a 500-acre farm, which, like I said, no people in this area had close neighbors. Yeah. I mean, a mile or two apart, nearly 10 miles northeast of Texarkana, he was listening to his favorite radio program, perhaps this very podcast, nursing his aching back with a heating pad. Meanwhile, his wife, Katie, 36, lying in bed, heard something that sounded like this. Hell, I hope that picked up, because that thing sounded like a goddamn, uh, uh, <laughs> what the fuck is it called, a pop box, jack-in-the-box? <laughs> yeah, it's like, burp, burp, burp. it sounded like the jack-in-the-box tacos. It's all you were stacking stuff up. Hell yeah. Uh, she was, la- uh, Katie 36 was laying in bed, heard something fucking around in the backyard, <laughs> asked Virgil to turn down the radio shortly after that. Virgil was reading the Texarkana Gazette, and he heard... She heard two shots fired. He probably heard the first shot, but they both went into the back of his head through a double window that was three feet away. So the guy's got a good shot. Yeah. Katie only heard the shots and the glass shattering, ran into the living room to see what was going on. As she entered the doorway, she saw Virgil jolt upwards, then collapse into his chair. Just some type of crazy, gnarly, brutal fucking body response to being instantly, instantly fucking killed. No idea what's happening. You imagine running into that shit and watching your lover. She ran to the phone to call the cops. Only managed to pick it up when she was shot in the face from the same window. Damn. One bullet entered her right cheek and exited behind her left ear. The second shot entered just below her lip, breaking her jaw and splintering several teeth before being embedded under her tongue. Woo! 
Ooh, buddy. Can you fucking imagine? God damn. Mouth pain is the worst. Yep. She fell, got back up, started running for her own pistol, which was stored in the living room, could not see because the blood pouring down her face into her eyes. She heard the killer tearing the screen door from the window he shot out, and she could hear him get into the living room. He made his way through the window. Katie began running wildly through the house, out the front door, across the street, leaving what police called a river of blood and teeth throughout the house on the way to her neighbor's house. As the neighbor's door opened, she gasped, Virgil's dead and collapsed. Her neighbors drove her to the hospital, and Katie gave the driver her golden tooth for thanks. Tight. That's fucking hard. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Just imagine having the wherewithal, having a bullet lodged under your fucking tongue. You and I both know how bad uh, most people. I mean, I think once you get in your 30s, you know, and especially if you've done combat sports, you know, you fuck your teeth up a bunch. Yeah. It hurts like a motherfucker, but you've actually broken your jaw. What's what is the pain like with that? Is it fucking the worst? The worst. I, I mean, unfathomable. Like the lights go out and then the few flashes I had before I went into surgery. It's not like not only a searing pain, but you know when you hurt something and it's got that weakness to it, like you know you know you can't move it. Yeah. But it's like that's a body part you have no control over a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if you want to swallow, if you want to like move your tongue, it just hurt. And so the I like I barely remember it. I remember what I was told, but I I vaguely remember like waking up and being lucid for a minute, and then I tried to like you know open my mouth and fucking passing back out from pain. Oh, fuck. And then uh, you know went into surgery. They had to they had to reset it or anything. Like, Maybe it was wired shut. Well, I mean, do, like, do they ever have to like, put it back into place before they rewired it? I mean, not while I was awake, but yeah, of course. Woo, buddy. Like, Damn it, boy. And mine was, like, fucked up from infection, too. So yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. mess. It was all a mess. But, yeah, I mean, it, and then having it wired fucking, it's the worst. Because you, every body part you fuck up and it gets isolated, you're always like, oh, I didn't realize I used my left index finger this much. Yeah. Well, you don't use anything more than your fucking jaw. Yeah. So you just like, you know, it's the, pre- it sucked. If I don't like, you know, don't do combat sports is what I recommend to people. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. And then, you know, being awake when they took the fucking like wiring off. There's a couple of times where they had to like, like one of the, they, they basically like solder it to your teeth, essentially. Shit. So like. There was a, like one popped loose, like some like some of it popped loose one time, and it was like awake while the guy put it back in. So it was just like you know they novocaine my face. Crap, <laughs> it's not good, dude. So yeah, I mean that's, this this is a hard woman too because she lost a ton of blood, and when she went in the hospital, she showed no signs of going into shock. Like they measured everything, and when they went back to investigate, the medical examiners were just blown away. She had a normal heart rate the entire time. Huh. Just a hard fucking woman. Hell yeah. Uh, blockades. I mean, it, it's so serious at this point, and they basically caught him in the middle of a crime. Not caught him, but like knew, like it had just happened. Yeah. So they blocked all the roads off. They set up police blockades, and but somehow the Phantom escaped again. This time, police found several twenty-two shell casings outside, along with a giant police-style flashlight. And now that the twenty-two shell casings. 
as opposed to, I mean, it's, he's just using small caliber bullets, which hurt immensely more. Yeah. Like, people would say, like, oh, I'd rather get shot with this. Well, I guess people don't really say that, but if you think about it, it's like, oh, you see a small bullet, right? And it's like, if you get shot in the head with, like, a forty-five, you know, it's like, oh, I'll die instantly. Yeah. It's going to blow a hole out of my head. That's it. But you get shot with something like a twenty-two. it's, like, sadistic. Well, it's so like he's going to bounce around and fucking lodge into places. Yeah. Well, it's like cuts. You know, you get a paper cut. That shit hurts like a motherfucker. But when you get like a big cut, it doesn't hurt instantly. You know, it just kind of, it's like the next day it hurts worse. Right. You know, paper cuts hurt right away. Instantly and so bad too. Now, the unofficial theory between all the police departments involved was that this guy was a sex maniac because he had never taken any money. He never took money from the house. And that they were well-to-do people, and there was also a lot of jewelry in the house. And then it didn't even get rummaged through. The front page of the paper the next day read, Sex Maniac Hunted and Murders. Damn. Well, you know, if they put the blockade up right after it happened, it would make... This goes back to the multi-personality thing. So people feel like they're going to get in trouble. They take the fuck off. They're not around. So if you could imagine that being a one-person's mind where they're like able to compartmentalize another personality and they're get the fuck out of here. They move it to the back of their head. And then the other person that didn't do it, this in the same body. He was like, just they're like, Oh, he didn't do it. He's not even breaking a sweat. He's fine. You know, it might be one of those things. Right. I mean, there were several suspects, which I'm about to talk about. The reward shot up to $7,000. Damn. Which I mean, that's, that's like life money back then. Yeah. In that, in that area. Boy. Beanie weenies, the rest well, of your I was life. Well, I that to my grandpa, and my grandpa was telling me his family got a car when, uh, like, they. I was talking about this a little bit on the podcast. They ended up getting rich because they found oil, but then like some of his family stole it, stole the money. Yeah. Uh, but, but way before that, he said that his family got a car. Their first car was like a Model T Ford. Oh yeah. Like a, you know, and it, that was like behind the times. They got that when he was 15 years old. And it cost $900, and they saved up for it for eight years. Yeah. Eight years. And, he, I mean, like, you know, his dad had bailed, but they farmed. They, like, ex- like they stayed alive, basically, by exchanging the things that they farmed with other farmers and people around and then selling cattle. I mean, they made, like, livable wages selling their produce and cows and shit. So, like, just to imagine it took that many years to save up you know, not even a thousand dollars. Yeah. So seven thousand dollars would have been like life changing fucking money. Fuck yeah. When, when, and then you know, send the whole area into a fucking panic, obviously, because it just, it's like continuously happening. Uh, everyone got all the guns they could. Went to the hardware store. They bought the the area sold out of guns. Went to the hardware stores, bought up tons of lumber, boarded up their windows. No one would go outside after sundown, hence the name of the movie is The Town of Dread Sundown, because they were in a hysteria, it became national news. No one would go outside. No one would be caught dead, literally, on the streets, because there was no other way to prevent it. You know, there wasn't serial killer investigations, there wasn't a very competent police force. Yeah. So everyone, just, the safest solution was to not go outside. Lock yourself in your fucking house. Sold out of guns, locks, ammunition, window shades, and Venetian blinds within a 50-mile radius of Texarkana. Hmm. So they didn't want people... Because, like, the guy got shot through the window. It, it escalated far beyond just going out to cars on Lover's Lane. 
Yeah. You had to make sure that no one could see inside of your house. You had to board your fucking windows up so no one could shoot into it. Like, it was a giant mess. Local businesses reported at this time period a 30% drop in business because nobody was outside after dark, period. Yeah. So you might as well close up and fucking go home. Um, The want ads in the newspapers from the time, if you look back, everyone was trying to get their hands on some guard dogs. So people were putting out ads. There wasn't enough mean dogs in the area. So if you were a fucking, you know, shepherd breeder at the time, you're about to cash in. Bulldog yeah, breeder. Yeah. yeah. You're about to make some cash, baby. Man, and speaking of dogs, dude, somebody sent me a video of what they do in other countries of child molesters. And what they did was they tied this guy's legs up to where they're opened up. And these two pit bulls are fucking ripping. I mean, like, they, by the time you watch the video, the dick and the balls are gone. Ugh. And the skin that's hanging off on the side of the thigh, they're yanking on it and shit. Oh, dude. Oh. Dude, dogs love. I sent you that video. I, know, I refused yeah. to watch oh, it. Man. I told you I wasn't watching it. Yeah, yeah. Dogs love to bite a dick. Have you seen John Wick 3? No, I haven't watched it yet. No. That might as well be called John Wick 3 Dogs Bite Dicks. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy, but you know what? I think if we sh- if if you brought that back and put that in town square and you just if you're of the age of 18 and put that in, nobody's trying to fuck a kid. No, because your dick will get ripped off by God. fucking angry pit bulls, but they'll still try. Yeah, man. They'll still try. The thing is, somebody was in shock when the actual nuts came off that they couldn't even Ooh. film it. But if they would have filmed the nuts coming off, man, Ooh. think about the grape <laughs> God, juice, <dude>. man. <laughs> grape juice. Fuck. Hey, speaking of Welch's, somebody called your bluff on getting that scorpion tattoo in the group. What do you mean? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get that scorpion. I tattoo. said I would. I know. I know. I know. You said you would, but I, I'm praying this comes into fruition. I mean, so far, I think somebody said there was like 175 bucks. Yeah, but then that dude said he was gonna pay the rest. So. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm not fucked up. I just, I literally, before this podcast, I texted some. Would my you buddy, rather run two miles or get your dick tattooed as a scorpion? It doesn't matter. What would you rather do? I'll get my dick tattooed as a scorpion. <laughs> Instead of run two miles, I can do both, but. No, you can't. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. I'm in better shape than you think I am. <laughs> All right, dude. Remember the gallon challenge? Yeah, yeah. I've done it. You did believe that. And I can do that. I believe that. Yeah. You didn't believe it before. You're like, no way. And then I did. No, it. And I, I did was, with I chocolate. Really, milk. I wasn't that doubtful, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think you remember very well. It I was it, like, I, we were talking about it, and people were like, no one could do that. And I was like, well, if anyone could do it, it's just like, the, if someone could do this, yeah. buddy would be the person to do it. I'm blessed with a stupid fucking gift, man. Whenever I got in trouble in high school, when I got kicked out of high school, I got expelled, I had to go to this stupid fucking church thing. Yeah. Called Disciple Now Weekend. And they were like, we're going to do the gallon challenge and i had to do it or i didn't have to do it but i was thinking i was like well if i get sick i get to go home i didn't even get sick i drank the whole thing didn't get sick i was pissed i know i was like eh, this is how god sucks yeah <laughs> that's how you got had yeah so like i was saying at the beginning of the podcast he never got caught yeah guy got away with it uh th- when i was telling you earlier that the evidence points to a man named ul swinney it's not a lot of evidence. It's just he is basically the only person in the area that fit the MO. Like he was creepy. Uh, he had the same, he had a 32 caliber pistol and he seemed like he could, like, you know, it, it doesn't have a problem in the 1940s is mental health wasn't like there was none of it. Yeah. So it's just like he was the weirdest guy in town. So by weird, it's hard to think of what that might mean. You know, was he a fucking freak animal? Yeah. Or was he just a little bit off? But anyway, he like 
was known for creeping around. He had a couple of charges of uh, being a peeping Tom. <laughs> I farted so much, I should have got up. He's got a couple of charges of being a peeping Tom. So it only makes sense, and there was no one else around to fit the bill. They tried to – I mean, there's no reason to even go through the list of suspects because they tr- they tried so many different angles, and none of them made any fucking sense. Yeah. They're basically clueless. And it, but it also was a bumbling police force. Even with the two states combined together, even with the FBI, no one ever made sense of anything. And like I said, the pro- a lot of the problem was the racial tension from the first description. Was he black or white? They couldn't get down to the bottom of that to even – the gnat really did fly in your fucking drink. I knew it would. They, could, they couldn't figure out. A bug um, knows a bug. <laughs> they couldn't figure out where to even begin at. They didn't want to go knocking on black people's doors because they had been in, in kind of scrutiny in that area before. Yeah. They're trying to become more of a major metropolis. So that's how it walked away. That's how it ended up. Wait, was, like you said, mental health is kind of a new thing people are starting to develop, you know. So when it comes to serial killers, there's several things you can look at, like. Uh, with with a sociopath, the they do good in in business or you know you run that note. I got a pee. I'm trying. Yeah. To, trying so to a lot of them do good in business, but then also you know you got some stupid motherfuckers that are not. You know Ed Gein was not a very bright man, um, and he killed several people, but he was able to lure them. You know it was like they felt sorry for him because he was he was a uh, handicapped or what he was slow or dare I say retarded, but. They had the, they had uh, several people that were like that, you know. And then you look at a guy like Wayne Williams. If you've been watching Mine Hunters, um, who just stuck to his story the whole time. He wasn't a stupid guy. He was kind of an entrepreneur, but he lived with his parents and also. So it it it's a very broad spectrum, you know. It's like maybe it was the fucking pastor's kid, you know. It's like we know in a lot of cases. Uh, Organized religion does cause a lot of abuse, uh, especially in the Catholic Church or anything like that. The South, people discipline their kids way differently than anywhere else. I mean, you know, I, I've got a father-in-law who's in his late 60s, and he still thinks, like, busting kids' asses is, like, going to stop them and hinder them from doing anything bad. And it's uh, a fear thing. And the fear thing becomes a thing when you get older where you you want people to fear you, Um you become a bully in a, in a lot of ways and you think that fear is respected. Um, so we're looking at these sociopaths, a psychopath where they are hell bent on killing and hunting people. And we're not dealing with them in the right way until the FBI starts to open up their new program and start to interrogate different type of people and, and start to do a study on these specific types of people. And they all range in different types of behavior, but there are several that are connected behavior wise so glad you came back i was about to run out of words buddy's quarter <laughs> yep yeah man it's just like a mess and i think more than anything with the with the hysteria going on around town uh the idea of dividing the town racially and there it's not like there was that many black people around oh you know another crazy thing that i just thought of with my great grandma is that i like seriously she died i think she was 99 or 90, 98 or 99, and I was try, 9 or 10, one of the two, when she passed away. And up until that time, she had a fucking old black dude that did all of her yard work. Damn. He just, like, came in and was like, hello, Mr. Pierce. He had a trim the yard. I'll be out in a while. And she would, like, feed him and shit. It was weird. Real weird. Man, there's a... There's a guy that just started working for the place I work at. 
and uh, he was in Atlanta during the time that Wayne Williams was killing kids, and mm. he was and he was a little kid when it was going on. Almost it, got sucked and fucked. But he he like knew uh, all the kids that disappeared. All of them. All of them. Every single one nah. of them. And, yeah, dude, he did. Nah. Okay, yeah, because you were there. You know. <laughs> and he was. But too. he he opened yeah, up, he was he yeah he was uh huh. So he basically does a whole bunch of like uh, things in the community now. Based upon that, that's what changed his life. He said forever he didn't talk, you know, because of those things. Because he knew Sarah, he was best friends with some of the kids that disappeared. It took him a while to make that story up. Okay. He made that up. <laughs> so you would disagree with it. Yeah. 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 Because you don't like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you couldn't know all of them. It was like 16 kids, right? No. Um, it was more than that, but he knew. Well, maybe he didn't know all of them. He knew, I think, upwards of eight. Well, that was my contention. He was in the same neighborhood they were disappearing from. It was multiple neighborhoods. Yeah, but the main one where a lot of them were disappearing. We, you want to do that? Wayne Williams? Yeah. We should. All right. Yeah, it's a wild one. I mean, they, they only got charged with two murders, but I know. it's crazy. And it was like, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, that's very racially charged. They just interviewed him in 2017, and he still sticks to his story. Yeah. Yeah, there was a podcast uh, called Atlanta Monster, and it, it kind of sounded like they were... I don't. I don't know. You may have someone else may have listened to it. I didn't. That's not. I don't like that type of. Shit. That's why we do this podcast because I hate those stuffy. Yeah. Fucking Dateline NBC. Well, here's the facts. Like, no, oh, dude. Let's talk about pussy and butt. Yeah. Also, because that's it, real life, bitch. Yeah. But uh, it may be cool to pick that guy's brain too. You know. I don't want to talk to that guy. Okay. He's lying. But the uh, <laughs> okay. But the uh, yeah, but no, that podcast Atlanta Monster. I tried to listen to it, and it was just like to the point. Dateline NBC sounded shit. But I, from what I remember, they were trying to like exonerate Wayne Williams. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, but it's like, and also, I mean, they let him slide just to be able to charge him because they knew they're going to be able to put him away for life on the two charges. They like let him slide on so much. And didn't even dig into it. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a fucking tricky one. So yeah, maybe we'll do that one soon. Yeah, we should. It's crazy. It's a tri- It's a hard one. Hard one to do the right way. Because like I said, you don't want it. Like I don't know. I also don't know enough to know if he did it or not. You know, a very fucking sketchy dude. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a sociopath and definitely a pedophile. Had to be. I mean, yeah. Uh, he he. Uh... He had he had the makings of that. I mean, he's like living with his parents. He's trying to be an entrepreneur, uh, trying to you know bring kids to record things in, in a studio. Isn't that Mindhunter show doing? They did that. Yeah, they did cover that. But I mean, I you know I've I've been obsessed with serial killers since I was a yeah. teenager. You well, know? I tried to just, watch. Yeah, I tried to watch. I don't know. That show wasn't for me, baby. Yeah. No, it's interesting to. For them wasn't to, for me, baby. To yeah. come up with like the way they try to profile them and everything. And that's the first one where they're actually able to profile a serial killer. That's the very first one they're like in they they actually uh So what was the storyline on the movie? On the on the show? because I know I know the I know in reality, like the FBI team that came up with the term serial killer. Yeah. It was like um I know they went and investigated it as far as like the Atlanta police contacted the FBI. Yeah. And I know that they were like, look, like, here's how these things are happening. This is probably what this person is. 
and the city of Atlanta was like very mad that they were trying to pin it on a black person. Well, there was yeah, there was that because of the way that the police department worked in the South, they didn't want to profile. But there's two things going on in America in the United States at the time while these guys are interviewing these serial killers, and it did work out this way. This is kind of how it went. BTK was in Kansas, and they're trying to figure out um, who this guy was. The same thing was happening in Atlanta. Um, but the thing with Atlanta was just kind of, uh, uh, by, it just happened. Basically what happened was that, uh, they were there to teach the police and other people about what serial killers were. It was a class that they were doing and he happened to be in a hotel. Oh, they just got caught up on the, and, and, uh, that's the show. That's the show. So yeah. a black woman that works at the hotel basically approaches him and, and says, this is what's going on. We think that it's a white guy. Yeah. See, that's why I don't like shows like that. Yeah. There's no way. But that did actually happen. That's no. Not a, yes, There, there wasn't an FBI dude staying in a hotel, and there was a black woman working at the restaurant that was like, listen. The, the police refused to investigate at that time. I no, mean, I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that. But I don't, like, you, they got to put it in show form. Yeah, they do. And they definitely um, embellish some things, but that, that part did happen. That did happen. That's a fact. The, the hotel lady. The hotel lady that was working there did get him involved. All right, man. Um, I don't know if it was at some restaurant or whatever. Well, I guess we don't have to take a look into that. But nobody would listen to him forever because the black community wanted to be a KKK guy. Yeah. And then... Well, the, the white community, I mean, they almost did too. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Atlanta is like always been a metropolis and it was supposed to be like the new New York City. Yeah. I mean, they had a black mayor at the time. Exactly. And so they wanted They were to, really trying to overcome the stereotype of racism in the South. Yeah. So, like, you know, the show, they were trying to, like, make more money and become a progressive city, which they are now, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, you couldn't allow... And they do to... They have to cheese it up for a show, but those, that's what was happening. But they could only pin that guy for two murders because uh, they're, the fact that, like, the people that were in law enforcement... They were involved in the court system and things like that. They were still racist. And so they could definitely pin it on the fact that it was these adults. But here's these moms looking for these boys, you know. And, and there was, I think, only one girl that died yeah. know, out of the whole thing. So it's kind of a – it is a – we'll definitely have to get into it more. You know, I don't, I'm not an expert on it. But I do remember watching when they finally caught Wayne Williams and just the crazy shit he did when they were like – the media was following him. He showed up at the front of the mayor's house and like, you look at what you caused kind of thing. Well, nuts. that's true. That that's, happens. It's nuts. Yeah, it's that, nuts. that happens. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to watch the show, but yeah, we we should. Uh, yeah, we'll do that soon. Um, I think we're going to do Bronson next week. Bronson. We're talking the prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Not I'm, not I'm, Charles Bronson, the movie character, but Charles Bronson. That boy's hard. Very hard. <laughs> Very hard. Yeah, I could back that dude. Yeah, <laughs> you might find out some information you don't want to hear about. Okay, well. But uh, yeah, man, uh, Talented Red Sundown, Phantom Killer, Moonlight Murders. Just goes to show you that before science got involved, you, you really could get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, fingerprints weren't even really a thing yet. And it's like, how many murders happened all over this country that would have been connected, but no one had any fucking clue? Yeah. Just try how easy it would have been to travel town to town, make up a different name for every place. Like, all that shit, simple. Have you, you ever seen the, the videos where they try to interview the guy in the 90s that they thought did it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy, it's a crazy story, man. But. Yeah, and I mean, it's and they found um, the smiley face killer. Yeah. 
who had gotten away for forever. I mean, BTK is not the only one. And then they found the uh, Vasilya Ransacker, Golden State Killer. They found him. Yeah. I mean, years after. So he uses his 90s when he got caught, right? Nah. I think we're, it, we're talking about the guy that hitchhiked late seventies. No, okay. no, the, the Golden State Killer was the guy that uh, he, the original Night Stalker. Okay, okay. And he, uh, yeah. I mean, all these are some shit that we should definitely do coming up. And you remember when we started doing this podcast? You're like, oh, there's not that many, not that many what? Like serial killers will run out of material. No, I was talking about, <laughs> I was talking about songs, but oh, yeah, sure. No, well, there's you, plenty. You, you can put whatever you want to to it. There's plenty. What, what song did you pick for this episode? I, I actually, we're gonna actually do a review of this band, uh, Fluids. The song's called Shot. Uh, Fluids is on a record label that I highly appreciate called Maggot Stomp. They're putting out the best death metal right now. You're still busting over Maggot Stomp. I love it, man. It's they got the hardest fucking bands. Um, but check out fluids. I mean, back that shit. If you like mortician, you like death grind, they've got that similar tone. Yeah. It's, it's fucking hard shit. But yeah. Back to know it's a good album. And uh, yeah, you'll see that on five minutes to bone. So always creep over to our YouTube channel. I mean, not only do we put the podcast up where you can see both of us in front of a cool death metal dicks logo and Brian splice is some fun stuff in. Yeah. Uh, we also do the album reviews. Uh, we do, the porn reviews, which are going to be switched over to Pornhub, I finally got approved for a content curator on Pornhub, Hell which yeah. is also hilarious. But yeah, I think our next plan for the uh, Jacket and Reacted is to get on Pornhub. Yeah. So you can actually, well, I think it makes it more fun to watch the porn. Yeah. And that's the only place that that can happen at. So nah. multimedia tycoons that hardly anybody watches but yeah if you want to uh yeah podcast wise we rock but if you want to fucking help out the movement on other social media i mean it's as simple as following us on instagram and we keep it fun it's not like we're gonna bore you uh instagram death metal dicks facebook death metal dicks we got a facebook group that's a lot of fun you would have known already today that someone's gonna pay for buddy to get that scorpion tattooed on his dick finally yep you can interact with either one of us i suck at responding to messages uh, i try i have messenger deleted on my phone i never look at the instagram ones but when i look i will get back to you but buddy's always open for a chat yeah and it uh, takes me a little bit to get back but well, we're all back. fucking busy with shit yeah that's yeah. life baby but we're here for you we're not fucking strangers in the dark we're nobodies, so we're always down to talk. And uh, uh, I had something. Else. Oh yeah, if you want, if you're in, uh, this is hard to be out by then. Oh, October twenty sixth. It's a Saturday. Okay. Saturday, October twenty sixth. We're doing a live podcast in uh, coordination with the Hard Times. We have John Michael Bond from the Hard Times. It's going to do some comedy. I'll host the show. We got a special guest, and we're going to do a live podcast. We're going to redo the black metal episodes. Yeah. In one shot, probably. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you live in the area or anywhere close, Saturday night, it won't be more than $10. I'm not sure the price yet, but at the most, it'll be 10 bucks. We'll be at Vino's, which are pretty much our live home base here in Little Rock. And we can fit like 100 people. So I should have the event with the ticket link up. So don't fuck around because last time we didn't set it up for 100. We set it up for like, 60 and pretty much filled it all the way up quick yeah. so don't fuck around on that it's a and halloween if, special it's gonna be a ton of fun if you're a patron you get in for free yeah yeah just let me know if you're a patron you're coming and i'll put you on the list so yeah fuck with us anywhere you want to thanks for listening that's yeah. first and foremost that rocks that you set through the whole thing we love you and uh we'll see you 
on the next episode, suck my chode. Get on uh, in, on iTunes and leave a oh yeah five star review. Yeah, said that first. You know that helps. Spank your weasel to our voices. <laughs> Don't do that. Right? Yeah, if you want to, <laughs> if you fine. want to, you know. I like it. Let I like it. to know people come to my <laughs> voice. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Baby.